Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Oh, sports. Uh. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, it's good to have a voice again. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. So you're saying you're independently speaking. <laughs> this yes. is Tay, Eric okay. Taylor, and we are hyped up after a long weekend, and it's time to talk some sports. So give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, Ray and Tay today at gmail.com. RayandTayToday.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we are everywhere. But we are talking NBA free agency. Later on, we'll get to some baseball, soccer, tennis, all that good stuff. And in about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by the man, Nick's blog radio, SNY, contributes on ESPN New York 98.7, Old Kiss FM, Anthony Donahue. That's our guy, breaking down the Knicks. Maybe we'll see about the Nets a little, but he, he's all about the Knicks and his thoughts on Durant. Ray, we have to start with the man who went to the Players' Tribune and wrote a very interesting, fascinating, felt like it was a heartfelt uh, letter saying that he was uh, moving on and moving on to the Golden State Warriors, now have the core four couple thoughts and questions, and I, I want to throw this at you. Not surprised, our good friend had said, look, if you lived in okay, in Oklahoma City, not to diss it, right, because we love everywhere, Ray and Tay, but a good friend of ours said it. We didn't, but, you know, he said, hey, if you lived in Oklahoma City for nine years, you'd be ready to leave too. You know, we chuckled, but it, it could have some substance to it. But I want to ask you this. Was it more – about Jerry West and what Kerr and the Warriors were offering, plus, you know, their friendships with Iguodala and Curry that were formed in 2010 and FIBA? Or was it Westbrook said, hey, next year I'm out, and he was getting frustrated playing with him anyway? What, what do you think really drove Durant to move on to greener pastures? I think it's all of the above. I think he looked at himself – and said, I'm entering my 10th season, and I have an MVP. I have four scoring titles. And I think he genuinely is a basketball fanatic, and he would go where the basketball gods would take him. So that's why I thought San Antonio had a good shot. Uh, but ultimately, too the old, uncertainty, right? <laughs> they are too old, and I think that's maybe it. But LaMarcus and Kawhi aren't, but but the rest of the guys are. I think ultimately what happened was he's getting older and the uncertainty of Russell Westbrook meant that he couldn't he just couldn't stay in Oklahoma City. Because if he stays in Oklahoma City but Russell Westbrook goes, where is he next year? Yeah. So you and I both thought that strategically though, the better move would have been to stay for one more year, give it a run in Oklahoma City and do this whole thing next year for more money, and you know what? He very well might because he signed a one-and-one. I mean, everybody's sort of thinking that he's no, he's to there State. for good. He's, you think yeah. so? Yeah, he's pretty much said it. He just did that for the financial reasons. He's going to stay because he realizes he can win multiple. I don't, he's not bouncing around. He's not that type of guy. I think he is going to retire a warrior, and they're going to win multiple chips. And keep in mind, this is going to be just like the Heat in 2011, where they will get guys on the veteran minimum, you know, the mid-level. Already they've signed. Now, now look, Barnes goes to Mavericks for the max. Good for him. Bogut gets traded. Bad for them. For peanuts. But, they <laughs> for, you know, but basically, for the Mavericks, though, they just replaced Jaja and Parsons, you know, with, with Bogut and Barnes. Maybe a little up, upgrade. But so then – the Warriors still have Livingston and Iguodala. They have to, and James Michael McAdoo, whatever. They have to fill out their bench, right? But they get Zsa, Zsa and then today they get David West. And 
you know, West, it didn't, he played well, and everybody loved him in San Antonio last year, but it just didn't, it didn't happen for them. But David West is the perfect piece this year, I think, going to next year for the Warriors. Whether he starts at center or he's a sixth, seventh man, you can start Zsa I don't love Zsa but he's, you know, similar to Bogut. But I think West can hit that 10, 12-footer off the pick and roll, pick and pop. He's perfect for them, Ray. And they'll get some other guys. And, you know, already, what, five – Six, seven, eight, nine. Their roster's nine. They need, you know, three, four more guys. They'll get them quicker than, oh, they got the Damian Jones kid from the draft. So, ten. So, they need three, four more guys, and they'll be strength in numbers, just a little bit minimized. Maybe they st- – I don't even know if they still have Barbosa. So, we'll see. But this team is going to be loaded. And, and and Jerry West, I think his phone call the day after the meeting probably just iced it in the sense that he's like, look, I'm 72, 78, and all I think about is going 1-8 and eight in the finals. I think about the losses. And I watch you in Oklahoma City, and your shots are contested. You score so much, but they're such difficult shots, which is all true. He's like, you play with Curry and Thompson and Green. You'll be more efficient, less shots. You can still get similar points, but you'll have fun playing and you'll win. And it's all true, right? I mean, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's on that so, team, yeah. you have the best collection of shooters that a team's ever had, and especially, you know, contested shots, even though there will be no and contested efficiency. shots. <laughs> They're number one and two in efficiency, those two guys, I mean, uh, Curry these, and Durant. These Beautiful. guys are just unbelievable. The one thing I – I would like to see them is, is to get some rim protection because that's the one thing Andrew Bogut gave them that nobody in the roster can give them. Yeah, is, and I don't know, know if Zsa or David West give you that per se, but they, they do don't. give you some big bodies and rebounding, you know. A little bit. but So how shocked were you? I mean, when you got this, because I, I, I knew Golden State was going to make a hard push, but I didn't think Kevin Durant was going to go to Golden State. I, well, I understand I'll tell you this. Last minute, I thought – could Boston have a shot? Because they got Al Horford. You know, Al Horford and followed Kevin Durant on Twitter, and, you know, they seem to want to play together and OKC. But once OKC couldn't pull the trigger on the trade for him, I was like, hmm, no, it's a wrap. And I thought that – I thought all along he was leaving and he would stay if they got Horford and do the one plus one. But when he went to Boston, I was like, it's either Golden State or I don't know who else, but I, I thought he was leaving. You know, it's um, change is good in life, you know, and sometimes you have to move on and change. And, you know, he's not from Oklahoma, and, you know, it's a nice small town and all that, but it's – I think he's going to Silicon Valley. He wants to get rings, two or three, which puts him in a probably it, the legacy conversation in terms of, you know, some good debate. Barkley is out of the top 10 greatest of all time because he has no rings. Maybe he's 11 or 12. Well, Durant's going to climb up that list of, of, you know, second or third or fourth best small forward. And as he climbs it, Ray, if he has two or three rings, it validates all the stats and then the career. And like Wes said, you'll be known as a better rebounder and defender. Look, he led the Thunder in rebounding, the best rebounding team in the NBA last year. Yeah, so people I, sleep. I, they're getting eight I rebounds a game from him. Yeah. I can knock the kid. I'm happy for him. I think it'll be fascinating. Look, people say what they want about parity. The NBA has proven dominating teams is what drives the ratings. When it was the Lakers and Celtics for the decade, the Bulls for six, you know, years run, the now the the, the Heat with their run. The people, when there's a team that either you love to love or love to hate. It drives the ratings, and this is such a great global thing. Um, they're going to pull in so much money. So and let so me far, ask you this. <laughs> $3 billion, so dollars, Ray, in NBA free agency. Oh, gosh. Well, they cried bankrupt basically five or six years ago, and it turns out oh, that these uh, are, they weren't, and this game is chilling. in a, quite a healthy position. What yes. Really quick before we move on to other things, but what does yes, Oklahoma City teams. do and what does Russell Westbrook do? Now, obviously okay, you, you have to trade Russell. He's not coming back. He wants to go to New York or L.A. 
he's all into fashion. He's very much in the off the court. He does want to win. With L.A., you can get Russell, Ingram, and a future first-rounder. With New York, you know, they'd have to give you a first-rounder, like, in two years because, you know, they have to keep next year's. Um, and I don't know if they can give you Rose and whatever. And we'll talk about what the Knicks have been doing because I love getting Brandon Jennings as a backup point guard. And they signed two two guys today who you don't know their names, Willie Herman Gomez and Magadas Kumundus, you know, a Lithuanian who played in Turkey and then a Spanish player. So played in Real Madrid. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. But I think OKC overall – whether it's this summer or by the deadline, they have to trade Russell because they can't afford to lose him for nothing. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not going to be able to pull in with the even with Adams and those guys. They'll have a nice roster. No one's going to say okay because they have big money. Oh yeah, I'll go play with them. You know, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. They're not going to go there. Do you know what I mean? So I think at the end of the day, you've got to trade Russell. It's probably going to be to L.A. And maybe he tells L.A., I, you know, I'm from L.A., I'll resign. And, you know, you take a one, Ingram and Russell. And then Westbrook will say, you know what, and people are saying the Lakers have got to stop overspending. And this is where it might bite them. They, they didn't have competition for Mozgov. You probably could have took off $20 million off that contract. Instead of 64, it could have been 44. You know what I mean? So we'll see if they're able to, and then in trading for Westbrook, then still next year with the bump up, be able to bring in, uh, you know, a Blake Griffin uh, or trade for a Kevin Love. You know, I don't know what it could be. But I think that's where Russell really wants, you know. And um, we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be fascinating. But let's talk about some of these other moves. What did you think about the Celtics? They finally – nobody, no, nobody wants to go play in Boston for free agency. Brady, you know, was there to try to get Durant, but they got Al Horford. How much does this improve Brad Stevens, Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown? I saw him in summer league. He looks good. And these guys, what do you think the Celtics did getting by, by getting Hofford? So I like it. Hofford's not a max player. He's the next tier down. No. He's a very good player. Uh, he's a great addition to your team. So, again, he's a great probably Brad Stevens, very happy, makes him happy. They still don't have a star. But you know what? They'll win a lot of games. They'll win a lot of games. They're probably the a third to, seed, maybe. Yeah, third maybe or fourth seed now. Forty-five to fifty. I mean, they have a very solid roster, and nobody. You know, my question is: this team, how far can they go in the playoffs? But you know, Danny Ainge is building piece by piece. He still needs that star. But short of a star, getting Al Horford to that team definitely. That that was a good team to begin with. And what were they tied? Well, I guess three, four, five, six. They all had the same record in the East. So this is a team that could definitely, you know, challenge Toronto for number two in the East, but maybe third or fourth. And Paul Gasol, Duncan looks like he's going to retire. Gasol goes to the Spurs. Uh, you know, losing David West and Duncan, they don't have much size. I, you know, they just traded Boris Diaw to free up room for Gasol to Utah um, for Olivier uh, Hannon or Hernan or whatever, who I guess the guy from Boston College, but basically a second-round pick. But I, I don't know. I think the Spurs take a step back this year. I love, you know, that's your guy, Leonard, and Kawhi, and, and, and I like LaMarcus, but not much defense from LaMarcus. I, Gasol's not a good defender anymore, Ray. I love him offensively, the passing, but not a good defender. The, the Spurs team will be top three or four, but they'll have trouble. Uh, with the Warriors in that lineup. And I'll say this real quick before our guest joins us. I think Russell Westbrook has the potential to be MVP next year because if he does stay with OKC, I could see him doing 28, 10-10, 30-10-10. 10 he's going to be a monster, and he's going to try to put it on cats every single night. You saw what he did without Durant. We talked about it that year when he didn't play all the games, but we were like, he, wow, he really could be an MVP. He's the MVP, and, sure. Yeah, he is the he is the most valuable poet. So that's going to be fascinating. I might quietly the Grizzlies. You know, if you, you say Chandler Parsons and, and keeping Conley and then they get healthy again, they get the young Deontay Davis from Michigan State. They have some players. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting. They lose Barnes, who goes to the Kings. I want to ask you about the Pacers, though, and Larry Bird. I've been tooting his horn and bringing in Al Jefferson and – um, all their young players look good in, in summer league. And George Niang, oh, what a pickup. He's 
like his first game, Ray, 17, 12, and 5, and just, just a player. And th- that's always been my point, right? I get so pissed with the draft because these guys that have played three, four years like him and Bryce Johnson, they're really good players. And you're drafting all these Europeans that might never show up. Meanwhile, Larry Bird got him a stud that should have been a first-round pick, so I'm happy for the Pacers. You see if what Al Jefferson is either a starter or a six-man. You know, you like Jeff Teague and – being able to bring in Thaddeus Young, that team is going to be definitely a top four seed. Do you think the Cavs will re-sign JR, or do they have any pitch on the friendship level to pull in Dwayne Wade, who's kind of pissed, right? You know, he wants, he's like, no, nah, I don't want $20 million for it, you know, $20 million a year. I'm not giving you a break. I want $50 million for two years. So that's what he's saying to the Heat, right? And the Bulls and Nuggets are saying, hey, maybe we'll do that. What does Wade do? I think he goes back to Miami. I think they'll find a way to settle in the middle, and he'll end his career in 50, Miami. 45, I, don't, 46. I don't know that any team's going to pony up $25 million for Dwayne Wade. It's just not in the cards at this point of his career. Um, Larry Bird, give him credit. You know, Ooh. he has a star in Paul George, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of He's giving him some finding help. <laughs> other pieces. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, you might need two stars, maybe three stars to win in the NBA, but at least having one is good. So that's that's Paul George. Memphis, you mentioned uh, just wrong neighborhood. I mean, they're going to be they're yeah. going to be much better, be good, much more competitive, but, yeah. but they're in the West. And you know what? Thank goodness for this new salary cap structure. Because timing is everything, and our boy Mike Conley Jr. is making $30 million a year. Uh, can, right. can you it's imagine crazy. the Him, number the of Rosen. players that have made $30 million a year, in, but he hasn't even made an all-star team. He has zero but that's also because he's been in the West. He he's had some All Star seasons. He just hasn't been able to crack uh, through. I don't know. Borderline, borderline. Thirty million. Dwight that, Howard that going? Wait, wait. But does Dwight Howard going home to Atlanta even move you a little bit? Because they lose Hawford, so it's kind of like, eh. I think Hawford was like, ah, the Hawks are getting older. I'm out of here. Let me go play with young Boston. I don't I think Howard's going to do much in Atlanta. I think Howard, Maybe, you know what, hey. he might have a little resurrection and, and remember that he was the best yeah. defensive player in the league for a few years and remember Still that he's around shooters around him, big though, man. besides yeah, Kyle Korver. Yeah. True. So I don't know that their team's going anywhere, but I think they'll get, good, they'll get some good performance out of out of Dwight Howard. I do think he has something left in the tank. Yeah, no, nah, I could see it. I'm 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 fascinated that some of these I think the Orlando Magic got better with some of their moves. Um obviously the Ibaka trade and some of these signings of Jeff Green and, and, and some of the guards. Um I, I kinda I'm puzzled by like the Sixers and Nets because they gave such huge contracts to like guys that I don't even know why they were signing them for so much. Now, Gerald Henderson goes to Philly, and they signed a couple of guards. Um, Ben Simmons looks like he's going to be the truth. I mean, his first game, I was like, oh, he's rebounding, going on a break, throwing passes. Did you see hamstring issues, though? It was calf. It was too. He, he had he had calf issues, cramping in the calf. So he missed today. Yeah, that's because yeah, it was you didn't play. But he'll play. He'll be. Yeah, yeah. He'll be back Thursday though. He'll be he back Thursday out the there. Tournament. He played in Utah. Yeah. He didn't play no, in the tournament. No, you're right. He didn't play man. the tournament. So you know, he slowed him up. Man. To pack it in first week in March. So he hasn't been playing no, no, the ball. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. So what? I mean, do you do you think? Will anybody go to the arena in Brooklyn to see what the Nets are going to put on the floor? And are they no. going to dump Brook Lopez? <laughs> or are they going to, you know, keep him? They like, I mean, need to. They need to blow this up. You know, you made a bad decision to trade. Well, almost every decision that has been made over the past five years has been a bad one, right? Billy King eventually got fired, but he gave Darren Williams money. And look, Darren Williams was at the top of his game. Who thought that Darren Williams would come over from Utah and just basically lay an egg and forget how to play elite basketball like he was playing in Utah. So Darren Williams, bad. The Boston trade, horrible. Getting those three, Terry, uh, you know, and and Pierce and Garnett at the end of their career and giving up first-rounders every other year. Um, Every free agent signing that they had has kind of been a sleeper. So this team is really – 
got very little to look forward to. So, unfortunately, this is one of those reclamation projects that may take four or five years. I mean, there's really nothing no, to see yeah. in Brooklyn. I no, hate no, to be that's so true. harsh, except for the arena. There's not a lot to see in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> were you surprised Dirk, uh, you know, read up with Dallas for two years? They resigned Darren Williams. You know, that's yeah. the thing about some of these guys, and 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 everybody's so wired loyal. a little differently. But a, he's loyal, and b, he's got his championship, right? So Dirk is one of those players right, that's a that little different, yeah. is having a good time. He's at the end of his career. He's running a system. He likes Carlisle. He likes Cuban, obviously. He's got his championship. He's seventh all-time in NBA in scoring. So he's cemented his legacy. I don't think he's starving to win that second chip or that possibly that third chip. So he's fine just where he is. So he wasn't going anywhere. No, probably not. And um, I think our guest, Anthony Donahue, will be joining us soon. But, you know, we got to start to talk about the Knicks a bit. And, you know, honestly, it's one of those things where I'm happy because being not in New York and being out here in Arizona and having the NBA package, still want to watch my Knicks every night. And the last two years, honestly, they were very difficult to watch. Now, Porzingis changed that for me. But you, you feel bad for Melo. It's been a rough way to go. And I feel like finally there's some help. You can question how much maybe Noah got. You know, the Rose trade, there's nothing really negative about it because it's one year remaining. But if those two gentlemen, Ray, are healthy, I mean, Noah is perfect in terms of defense, unselfish, passing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, you couldn't ask for it. You know, I'm sure he could probably pick up the triangle. Perfect cat. 31, and he's got to be – I'm sure he's healthy. I mean, he had tons of rest for the, you know, the season, and I'm sure he's excited to come back home, lived in New York, and, and played in New York for a, a bit in high school. Do you – I mean, how do you feel about those guys, Courtney Lee, I mean, Brandon Jennings, they bring back Lance Thomas. I think they're trying to bring back Galloway. We'll have to talk to Anthony about that. I mean – just your overall feeling. I know they, they had the Jackson 5, the Jackson's new 5 or whatever. You know, are you excited? I mean, come on, take, give me some New York hype. <laughs> you know what? you got to be excited because this team has been sleepy for the last five, six, seven years. They made it to the playoffs once, twice, I guess, in the Carmelo regime. And – you need something to get excited about. And even if – and you know me, I didn't – Derek Rose is past his prime, Noah's past his prime, but these guys had a prime. I, I'd rather have guys that had a prime and did some things in the NBA and maybe you're hoping upon hope that they get a little, you know, Ponce de Leon, the fountain of youth going on. So maybe Derek Rose has a flashback every two, three games. Maybe Noah gives us, you know, 10 points, 14 rebounds, and just wills us to win a la Tyson Chandler five or six years ago when he was doing that. So to me there is definitely excitement in the air. Are these guys the long-term answer? No. But getting buzz back in New York, getting excitement back in New York, getting free agents back, thinking about the garden on the map, putting the garden playoffs. back on the map. Playoffs. And, of course, playoffs. <laughs> Maybe winning a round, you know, getting in there, trying to get a 6-7-8 And why team. not in the East? Why not? I mean, we've talked about, obviously, Cleveland, and then you've got Raptors, Celtics, Pacers. Pacers, right? You know, so then when you're battling between the Hornets and Pistons and Wizards, why not? The Knicks can battle with those teams. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were horrible last year. I don't know what happened to them. So, I mean, honestly, they're not. They're not. not. And we'll see, you know, how that works out. They didn't have any great, you know, signings. But between probably the anywhere five through eight, I think the Knicks, of course, with health, have a legitimate shot to, you know, have a conversation where they can be like, you know what, folks, we 
we we can do this. You know what I mean? And that that to me has got to be exciting. Uh, obviously, for the owner James Dolan, he's got to be like, hey, I, I I can get a couple of you know home games in the playoffs. You know, <laughs> I think all owners they're just you know all owners are dying for that without you know without question. So. I, I'm excited, and to me, think of it like this, though, right? Rose, okay, let's say he just, you know, gives you 16 a game, five assists. You know, he could probably do that very easily. He did, what, 17 and six, I think, last year. So that's much better than what we've had in the last, you know, unteen years at the point guard. So, I mean, I hate to say it, Calderon was a huge disappointment here. And even getting rid of the draft pick, Jerry and Grant, you know, I liked him in college, but he, he seemed to struggle his first year with the Knicks and had, you know, trouble getting on the court. So, to me, Ray, I mean, the upgrade is, is serious. And then with Brandon Jennings being your backup point guard, he can't go wrong. He could start for some teams in this league. He could start for Brooklyn. Well, you know, if you want to put – you know, him over Jeremy Lin. We've got to talk about that in a minute with the Nets. But, I mean, Brandon Jennings can start for the Sixers and a bunch of other teams. He's a very solid NBA point guard. And if it was it just four or five years ago, he he was considered top ten point guard. So, you know, I, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see, you know, what what could possibly happen with them. Is does Boogie, Did Boogie Cousins get any help? We know draft night he was upset. Then they get uh, Matt Barnes, Aaron Afalo, uh, you know, maybe some veterans that, you know, at least Afalo's not a knucklehead. I can't say that for Barnes, but Afalo could bring some veteran. You know, I mean, they're both veterans, right, which I think they need. If they keep gay, they have a real deep team. They don't have Rondo. You know, they've been working on trying to do their little, you know, point guard stuff. Could the Kings, you know, and the Timberwolves be pushing for that eighth seed? I got to think Minnesota. Um, just feel like they're a more balanced team, and with Thibodeau, they've got some. Uh, even though I like Jaeger, but but I think Thibodeau is going to get them playing defense. They're young, they're athletic. Uh, the bottom of that West is uh, is brutal, though. You know, if you're eight, you get to meet Golden State. <laughs> but making the play and Utah, right? Utah is definitely uh on the on the up and coming yeah. list. Gordon Hayward we got they, the Rockets and the Blazers. Yeah. Did you like the Rockets. Wait, we didn't even talk about the Rockets, Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. That's not bad. It finally gives them shooters, right? I don't love them as players, but if you need shooters to stretch out the court and basically spread out the floor for James Harden then absolutely they fill a role. They're both limited defensively. Eric Gordon a little undersized. Uh, Brian Anderson doesn't like to bang that much. So, you know, it's a new NBA, so if you can shoot, that's good. So I think Houston did okay. <laughs> that's all that matters, right? <laughs> I, honestly, Ray, I feel really bad for Anthony Davis. His teammates can't stay healthy. Um, you know, obviously he gets a good pick and Buddy Heald, but, you know, if they just lose players, I I don't know if he's going to stay there for his next, you know, the next contract. I know he just re-upped last year. Does he have an opt-out, or does he go for that full five years? <sighs> I think he's four or five years in, so he's probably stuck there. But, gosh, you know, you, you just feel for a guy, because I feel like even the guys that they've been able to add, it's been nothing, and – you know, he's going to be in the lottery again next year, Ray, and that's he's too good. You know what I mean? He, he I tell needs you what, help, though, he's too good. I tell you what, though, except for K, uh, OKC, which actually they came close to winning a championship and, and could have made a run this year with, what, the number two pick in Durant, the number four pick in Westbrook. If you can't get a free agent, you got to go the way of the draft, right? Think about San Antonio how they built that team. They built that team basically because Tim Duncan fell in their lap. You know, they were bad. They got they got uh, David Robinson. He sat out for two years, and then, then they got Sean Elliott. Then, they were, then he got hurt, and then they both got hurt, and then they got Tim Duncan. So in some ways, it You think the Pelicans maybe could get the lottery pick next year? And maybe. Get, get maybe. A, that's a, the a only way. Two, three that's pick with the, the draft. Way. Yeah. In this Western Conference, in this NBA, but definitely in this Western Conference, 
you hate to put your eggs in that basket, but if you're Anthony Davis, you'd almost rather be bad and shoot for another Anthony Davis coming in the draft as opposed to, you know, over-signing for Tim O'Fay and, you know, these players that are making, uh, you know, a lot of money and not going to get you anywhere. Because being seven, eight, nine in the West, I'm not sure that a guy of Anthony Davis's caliber, that's what he needs to do. So maybe in four years, you, you, you know, you play out that contract and you leave OKC, but he's got to get mu- a team that's much more talented. And, and maybe the draft is, is the only way to do that, to make a splash. No, I, you might be right because, hey, Buddy Hield could turn out, you know, not to say he could be Curry, but we just don't know, right? I think nowadays we're less certain about draft picks in terms of not just what they are, but who they could be. And I think we learned that even from just the Warriors, right? We didn't know we knew Curry could be good, but not great. We did. We thought great, Draymond could be versatile, but not like the better version of, you know, Dirk McKee and all the things that he's become. And then Clay Thompson, you just didn't, you know, okay, he could shoot from, from what, Washington. But, I mean, these guys have turned it to a whole nother level. Um, oh, by the way, <laughs> kind of funny, Harrison Barnes will be playing with a Curry this year. It's just going to be Seth Curry because the Mavericks signed him. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, he's like, oh, I got the wrong Curry. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. It's well, he got uh, his max contract though. Again. No, he's got one ring, and he's he's you know ninety four mil. I mean, you know, some of these guys, like you said with Conley, DeRozan. I mean, oof, some of this money. I'm just Gerald Henderson's going to the Sixers. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just. Uh, will 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 Lynn Sanity bring some people to Brooklyn? I mean, maybe Lynn is. Uh, 20 and 6 in Brooklyn with that with roster. Somebody's going to have to score. <laughs> I guess uh, Jeremy's got his wish, though. He can go. He's got go green nuts. light. He can go nuts. <laughs> yeah. He's got his green light. You know, like red light, green he's light, got, one, two, three. He's got green light, green light, green light, green light, one, two, three. He's just go shoot, man. Put up some points. And how about Luau Dang going to the Lakers, who could play a little 3 4 and, you know, be in the rotation with Ingram and Randall? Um, you know, I like they get that. Mazda. He's a veteran. Yeah, nice little... He knows how to play with the ball, off the ball. He defends. That's, you know, he, that's their he, best move. He got a little old fast, and he's still a relatively young guy. But I feel like the injury. Well, he did play big in the playoffs. I give him that. Yeah. You know, he he, he kind of showed up a little bit in the playoffs for them. I was surprised by that Evan Turner contract because the first night the Lakers were looking at him, and then he signed with the Blazers. And I'm like, Evan Turner. I mean, yeah, he's a one, two, three tweener, and I guess he'll play good with, you know, those amazing guards in Lillard and McCullough. But oof, that contract! I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's. I, I some, think it's some a of... new normal, though. You need to just recalibrate. You know, I, I, you say Mike is no, totally a three right. million dollar player, but if they wanted to keep him, that was the number that the collective bargaining agreement gave them, and and now is either. Conley at that or no Conley. So, you know, the average NBA player makes $9 million. So just putting that in perspective, if you're just average, which means you're the on a 15-man roster, you're the 7th, 8th guy, you're making $9 million. So that means that as you move up, you know, your next best guy makes 10, 11. Your next best guy maybe makes 12, 13. And then you got one or two guys in 20, 30 million range. That's a lot of money. Yeah. How about for Roy Hibbert goes to the Hornets. But how about this? Just reading a report, David Lee doesn't rule out returning to the Warriors for a minimum contract. Wow. Well, David you Lee. know what it's going to be like. It's good, like I said, it's going to be like Miami Heat. Like that's the, heat, a, that's yeah. the positive way, but that's the positive one. But remember, and I don't think this will be the case, but remember the Lakers, though. The Lakers tried to get Gary Payton and Carl Malone and all these guys. And they right, but they were trying to get spot. starters. These guys are just getting bench players, so it's really more like the Heat and not like what those Lakers, that Laker team did. All right, fair uh, enough, that Laker fair team. enough. You know, and that, that, that still kills us to, the, to this day because we hated to see – I mean, it didn't. Even, it almost they didn't even look like the same people 
uh, Malone and 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 Payton and Payton wound up winning anyway. I think with the morning down in Miami, yeah, two years later, right? Mm-hmm. And so I mean that's uh, you know baffling. Um, so you know it's just it, it's one of those things where you you're kind of in a place where you can't believe that the NBA has you know flipped it flipped around so much. I mean, even things like Lance Stevenson might be coming back. You know, he left the Grizzlies free agent. He might go back to the Pacers, which is the only place where he was sort of sane, right? So maybe they know how to keep him together. So Larry Bird, I'm sure, would be like, okay, I'll, I'll take him back. Now, we didn't mention this. One of the most efficient and the leading assist man in the NBA, Rajon Rondo, signed a nice deal with the Chicago Bulls. What do you think about that? Probably an upgrade um, to play with Butler because he's just a winner and a point guard who wants to pass, different from Rose. Do you see Rondo and Butler doing well and the Bulls maybe being a little underrated? Because we, we like Miratek and Portis and, you know, McDermott, right? Yeah. You know, I don't know what to think about Rajon Rondo. Because when he was right, he's a top five point guard because of his impact on both sides of the court. And he's a really smart guy, he's an intelligent guy, but somehow he wasn't right for a couple of years. You know, he hated his time in Dallas. Maybe he didn't get along with Carlisle and, and Sacramento's purgatory for any basketball player these days. So which Rajon Rondo are you getting? He's clearly – on the downside of his career, just in terms of number of years he's played and kind of what he's been through and those championship runs with the Celtics. So I, I like it. Uh, you know, I, I still think he's got gas left in the tank. Um, the Chicago Bulls, though, think about the fortunes and how they've changed for them, right? Beginning of the year, we thought, oh, it could be Bulls, Cavs in the finals <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, we really saw it, yeah. And then they slowly fell apart started fading. And then Rose, le- they committed to Butler, which which they did the right thing. Butler's your future. Um, they essentially got rid of Rose and Noah. And let's see where that goes. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a great player, but when was the last time, you know, you built around a two-guard, Who's got you know in Chicago, right? It's just Michael. He's no Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> he's a good two-way player. I mean, he's a, he's top good, five he's a two very guard, good player. You know? He's a very good he's, player. But that's like saying, you know, do you build around Clay Thompson? Do you build around? These are really good players, but you need to surround yourself with more good players. This is this is the way of the NBA. And you know what? I, I mean, I, I think expansion makes this even even more dire to get two or three good players because I think what will happen is if you add two more teams to the NBA, I think you'll have seven to ten good teams and maybe six or seven terrible teams and then the rest of the NBA is in the middle. And there's going to be a lot of teams that have no chance to win. I think the league, though, will continue to get stronger. They're on their way to every team having an NBA, you know, NBA DL league team. And you're seeing uh, you know, more Europeans. Um, you're going to have back-to-back supposedly really strong um, you know, classes um, in the next two drafts. And I, I totally could see Seattle and Vegas or Seattle and Mexico City, I'm hearing now, being, you know, it's just it's more money. How could they not? When you're having all this global growth and financial growth, it's the you know you could say, hey, don't don't you know don't try to fool's gold, don't try to expand. Mark Cuban said he would already vote it down when he was on uh, any given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. But I bet a lot of other owners would be like, no, 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 that's just too you know we can bring in two more franchises that could be worth eight hundred or nine hundred thousand off the bat. Million, you know, and they million have to pay it. And, huh? You said eight hundred, nine hundred thousand. I said eight hundred, eight or nine hundred million. I'm sorry, yeah, eight hundred, nine hundred million, millions, not thousands. And and then could be, you know, 
billion billion franchises in a minute. So I think we we got our man with us. So let's uh, let's bring him in. Anthony, welcome to the show, buddy. How's it going? You with oh, what's today? going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Hope you guys are having a good start to your summer. Yeah, great, oh, great. NBA free definitely. agency got us started right. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, Kevin Durant done ruined every Fourth of July barbecue yesterday. Well, you're in the, you're in the well, Hamptons. You're in the Hamptons checking I, out all the teams coming to court him. I tell you, what happened to the man? I'm starting to become old now too because you, you, I catch myself being like, oh, what happened to this and what happened to that. Whatever happened to when guys are free agents, they went to the city to the teams they were meeting with, and they got a tour of the arena, the city, right, right. the practice <laughs> facility. Now guys, they choose a random location, not even in their city or the team city, and have teams come to them. It's, it's just so bizarre, I tell you. Because, and the Knicks because like even Jay-Z invited. said, they, they are a business, man. These guys are their own businesses. It's all about corporate. And, and you know, Let's start right there, Ann. I want to jump right in. You know, with him leaving, one, you're having this core four, and then they signed Zsa yesterday and David West. But the bigger question, was it a couple of things? Do you think he knew Westbrook was going to leave next year? And do you think he also got tired of playing with him, but he also just – he wants to get easy shots and win with the Warriors because he knows I, that changes the legacy. It, it could be a little of both. I don't know if Durant knows yeah. exactly what Russell Westbrook what Russell Westbrook's going to do next year. I don't know if Russell Westbrook knows what he's going to do next year. <laughs> I think we've become so obsessed on winning championships. Now, as a fan growing up, as a kid, did I did I talk about winning championships? Did I want you and the Knicks to win a championship? Yes, but me personally, I don't look at Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, Allen Iverson, Reggie Miller. I don't look at Barkley, any guy, yeah. any Charles Barkley, any different because they didn't win a championship. Like, yeah, if it comes with a conversation. Right. But, like, it doesn't, like, Olajuwon's probably a little bit better than Ewing. But let's just say um, Patrick Ewing is better than Akeem Olajuwon. If you want to say he is, it's fine. He's still better than Olajuwon, or if you think, you know, it doesn't matter. Just because you won a championship doesn't mean you're a better player. Like, yeah, Michael Jordan, he has six. He never lost in the finals. That's great. And it was a big deal back then, but it's not like it is now. But the difference is, I, you know, Clyde Drexler, he got traded to the Rockets at the end of his career. That that was a little different. But yeah, the, the thing that bothers me about the Durant thing is that he was in a very good situation with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He wasn't on a team that won 42 games. He was on a team that was winning 60-plus games, playing with a player like Russell Westbrook. And I'll be honest with you guys, I wouldn't have been mad if Kevin Durant went to any other team, probably the Cavaliers and the Warriors. Like, if he went to the Celtics, yeah, as a Knicks fan, I'd be like, oh, man, this is crazy, same division. But whatever, he wants a fresh start or whatever. To go to a team that just beat you in the conference finals when you were up three to one is weird. And another thing, I've heard he was reaching out to players on the Golden State Warriors within a few days of losing to them. What type? What kind of leader are you? What type of player are you? You just lost to them in seven games. Shouldn't you be thinking about how do we beat them? How do you or beat make them? This how do you? Shot yeah, make that shot? that's Instead, what Stephen A. was saying about that. And I, I, yeah, you're right. On that Sunday night in Golden State. Instead of being sad that he lost, he's thinking about how can I join them. I mean, that, that's just so bizarre. Now, Chris, yes, he has a right to do what he wants, work where he wants, and live where he wants. Absolutely. I'm not crazy. But it just, to me, it seems like a really, really weak move to join the Golden State Warriors team. So, yeah, does they need to upgrade their roster? Sure. Maybe another rebounder. Maybe another shooter. They were a, like, It's just so weird to me, a player of Kevin Durant's caliber – would join a 73-win team. It's just so bizarre. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? It's the new mentality. Right, it's the millennials. It, it's the millennials. But it's also disappointing for a franchise, right? Because Sam Presti and Bennett and the whole Oklahoma City program did about as well as you can. They, they you know, obviously Durant fell into their hands in Seattle when he was number two behind Greg Oden, and then they got Russell Westbrook. Uh, it was Westbrook and Love, the two UCLA guys coming out together. They, they, they 
we thought that when they traded James Harden, and James Harden turned out to be a player, we were like, oh, my God, they made a mistake. You know what? They built a team that probably should have been in the Western Conference, should have been the Western Conference champions, should have been in the finals, went to the finals, what, in, in 2011 and or 2012? They lost to the Heat. 12, 12 yeah. and lost to the Heat. So this is a team that the, the franchise did about as well as they could. Anyway, but you know what? We know that you're a Knicks guy. So let's talk about that franchise. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we got a brand-new starting five. I mean, brand-new, except Melo and Porzingis are back. Obviously, the other three are brand-new. So talk to us about the moves that Phil Jackson, the GM, is making, and tell us what you think about the Knicks coming up in this 16-17 uh, campaign. I think the moves are very solid. There's some risk to them. Joakim Noah had an off, had an off year last year. He was out with a couple of shoulder injuries. But he's a guy that the Knicks need. He's a guy that plays off. He plays really hard. He has a passion and a spirit that the Knicks franchise hasn't had in a really long time. Trading for Derrick Rose, to me, was a no-brainer. Like, if Derrick Rose had four years left on his deal, that then you would say, oh, typical Knicks. Is there a risk trading for Derrick Rose? Absolutely. You gave up Robin Lopez, who's replaceable. Oh, by Joakim Noah. You gave up Jose Calderon, who sucked. And now the one thing is Jaron Grant. I suppose if Jaron Grant becomes the next Chris Paul, you're going to be like, okay, that was a bad deal. But we'll talk about that a few years from now. So that, it's a big roll of the dice. And you have to remember, guys, Derrick Rose played really well last year. Is he the 2010-2011 Derrick Rose that won the MVP? No, he's not. But he was really good last year, and he got a lot better the second half of the year. And also, he didn't have any problems last year with his knees. The only games he missed were because I believe he got poked in the eye or something. He had no yeah. problems with his knees. The Courtney Lee move is a really, really nice move. Nice player. Always liked Courtney Lee. Um, good shooter. Very good defender. Off the bench, bringing in Brandon Jennings. If I were the, the Knicks, I would play Brandon Jennings, kind of like the Clippers played Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford's a scorer off the bench. He gets buckets, although he can also run the offense at times. And obviously the Clippers have Austin Rivers who does that. So same with the Knicks, where you don't have an official back. I guess he's your backup point guard, but you can also play him in a role where he plays next to Derrick Rose and gets buckets. So I really like the Brandon Jennings pick. I'm really, and I'm also envisioning a lineup at times, even though it would be on the bench, where you'd have Porzingis center, Mello at the four, Courtney Lee at the three, Jennings at the two, and Derrick Rose at the one. That would be a really fun lineup to watch at Madison Square Garden or wherever the Knicks are playing. So I really like what the Knicks did and what Phil Jackson did this offseason. He really redeemed himself for the first few years. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, and I want to ask you about this. Look, today they signed, you know, a guy from Spain that the Sixers picked last year, number 35 pick, and Willie Herman Gomez. And nobody knows, apparently, right? Apparently we have to find I out. Didn't know this. I didn't know this until about an hour ago. Even though it's uh-huh. spelled Willie, apparently it's Billy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a little uh, fast forward. I didn't know that until like an hour ago. My good friend Ian Bailey from ESPN New York tweeted that even though it's oh. spelled Willie, it's actually Bill. Okay. Ian is a, a friend to the show, and we definitely, you know, we trust Ian. If he says it's so, then it is definitely exactly. so. So, but, but getting back to the bench and, and just the team, you know, he, he's trying to build things. Look, Brandon Jennings had, you know, and Ian tweeted this out that, you know, he's trying to see if, you know, he can get, because Ariza hasn't signed yet, I guess, see if the Knicks can get Ariza. Look, oh, we don't got, have much Ariza cap has space. one year left on his deal. Oh, he has one year left. Okay, so they'd have to trade for yeah. him. Do, can we, I know Lance read up. We have Kylo Quinn. What's up with Galloway? Because you know, I know that's your guy. We talked to you last year about him, and he's one of our favorite bench players. And, and what, well, how Knicks else do you think we'll fill out the rest of the roster? Remember, the Knicks can go over the cap to sign him because the Knicks have his bird right. I'm not sure what the mark is for Langston Galloway around the league. The Knicks offer, gave him the qualifying offer. He turned it down, which most players do. Yeah. So there's still a chance the Knicks can bring him back. And he's a Phil Jackson guy. Langston does feel grateful for the Knicks for them giving him the opportunity. Remember, Langston was undrafted. So there's still a chance that Langston Galloway comes back. Is it going to be a little tougher with bringing, back, with bringing in Brandon Jennings? Of course. But there's still a chance Langston Galloway comes right. back. So Do you think we also sign the summer league yeah, guys? Marshall, Marshall, Marshall Plumley and Ron Baker? Yeah, you know, listen, I, I don't know much. I know, listen, how many Plumleys are there, by the way? My goodness. <laughs> this insane. is the third, man. It's like the Gronkowski. Oh, I watched a little bit of those, those guys in summer league. Ron Baker's a lot smaller than I thought he was. I thought he was a much bigger kid. 
But listen, those those guys aren't going to have much of a role on this team, so I, I wouldn't get too excited or too down. Plumlee and uh, Ron Baker. Well, you know Tay yeah. loves summer league. He'll watch it all day and all night, league, telling me who's going to do big things. <laughs> listen, and I say, wait a minute, hey, temper that. Uh, hey, listen, Ben Simmons looks good now. <laughs> Well, you know the rookies all play in summer league, so uh, you can expect Ben Simmons to tear it up. Hey, Ant, let, let's ask you this. All right, so let's roll the clock forward to April. And okay. all of us Nick fans are starving for the playoffs. <laughs> Definitely. So where do you see this team, assuming health, right, assuming Rose stays healthy, assuming everybody stays healthy, Noah's healthy, he hasn't been healthy the last couple of years, uh, where do you see this team in terms of Eastern Conference, can we make the playoffs? Can we win a round? Can we win two rounds? What's what? What can get us hyped up? For, get, get the Knicks fans hyped up. <laughs> Man, but well, be realistic. Assume, but what's the best case scenario? Also? Assuming this basketball team can stay healthy, assuming they can gel, I think we, we know what we're going to get from Melo. Here's what. And let's just say Joakim Noah is healthy. We know what we're going to get from Joakim Noah. Okay, actually three guys. We know what we're going to get from Melo. If Joakim Noah is healthy, we know what we're going to get from Joakim Noah. Courtney Lee is healthy, which he's always been. We know what we're going to get from Courtney Lee. Now we have two wild cards. One, Derrick Rose. Is he going to be the Derrick Rose of last year? If he is, it's very good. Is he going to be the Derrick Rose? Well, he's not going to be the Derrick Rose of 2010, 2011. That's probably going to be impossible. But can he get close to that Derrick Rose? Can he be a little bit more explosive? We don't know. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Will he hit a sophomore slump? Will he be the same player? Or will he come back as a sophomore and dominate the league? I don't know. So I'm not really sure exactly what to expect yet and where to say they're going to be. But best case, not the best case scenario is the number one seed and you're winning 65 games. But realistically, as of right now, you've got to think there are questions, mark, questions are answered in a good form. So, Ant. But just free agency in general, give me your thoughts on, a, you know, we could stay in the East with a couple of teams that if you were impressed with their moves. Obviously, the Pacers and Celtics, you know, had more impressive moves. Maybe a little insight to Jeremy Lin and the Nets, and, and did you like what the Bulls did? Uh, the Bulls are going to be interesting. You know, they added Rondo to Jimmy Butler, with Jimmy Butler. That's going to get Jimmy Butler a lot of easy shots, Robin Lopez. So, you know, the Bulls will be all right. They might compete for a playoff spot, not expecting much out of them. The Celtics are a real gritty basketball team. They added Al Horford, the, the first big free agent to sign with the Celtics in a really long time. So they're going to be really good with Al Horford, Young Zeke. They still got Jay Crowder over there, um, you know, Kelly Olenek. So they're going to be a really good team. The team that's probably got got the most better is the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. I mean, they added Al Jefferson three, three years, $30 million. They added Thaddeus Young, and they, tried, they were able to move George Hill for Jeff Teague, to me, that trade was a steal. So the Indiana Pacers are going to have an excellent starting five. They're going to have an excellent team. They have a new head coach in Nate McMillan. So the East is going to be tough, man, with the Pacers, the Celtics. you still got the Raptors. you still got the Cavaliers. The Knicks are emerging. The Hornets, I think, will be good again. But, yeah, the East is going to be tough. No, no question about that. So the Knicks are going to have their hands full. But hopefully they'll come ready to play. So, Anthony, you're a Knicks guy, and we got a lot of listeners from New York but we do have some net fans out there. Is there anything to get excited about at the Barclays Center? <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm being a Nick guy. I mean, like, Jeremy Lin will have some highlights for you. Maybe they sign Alan Crabb. Maybe they sign Tyler Johnson. I mean, Kenny Atkinson was a great hire, no doubt about that. They don't have a draft pick till the year 2030, I think. So, I, man, I, I, and I, as a Knicks fan, if the Knicks are going to be good, I actually want the Nets to be good. But sure. boy, oh boy, I just don't see it. Do you? No, no. no. And we just no. said the free agent. I figured Jeremy Lin would made. get twenty and nine because <laughs> he'll go nut for Lin Sanity again. You know? Yeah, but they're not going to win. Though. I mean, Jeremy Lin will get thirty-five percent from the win. field. Yeah, it'll be a tough, tough rebuild over there. They went for it and, and they made a couple bad moves, uh, but. You know what? That's the beauty of the draft. This, this, uh, you can rebuild. It'll take a while, but you can rebuild. And now with this salary cap, or you, or you can draft Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or Tim Duncan or LeBron James. You just, you really never know. It's a crapshoot, man. Yeah, next year's draft 
Next year, well, we'll be talking about this later on, also in May or June. But next year's draft looks to be fantastic. So, uh, so bad teams, start tanking now. Do your best, oh, Philly. Geez. Do your best, Philadelphia 76ers. So, That's another thing we need to change. But we'll talk about well, that word later. Well, where is the Sixers are going to be good this year? The process is finally over, so maybe the Sixers will start balling this year. And they brought the Colangelo's in, so they got some, you know, adult supervision in there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It might work out, but look, it's early. Free agency is not quite over. It's already been three billion, but just like you know, we'll have you back when the season starts for a preview and stuff. But just just right now, today, forget the odds of Vegas. Would you basically bet your money? You know, because you, you're making a lot of money. The SNY, the ESPN money. Oh, yeah, I know what you're fun, doing. You're, you're doing it up, man. We, we got a lot oh, of problems for you. We're proud fun. of you. I'm, sw- but, I'm, swimming, I'm swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> But would you would you put your money that the NBA Finals is going to be the third installment, the rematch rematch of the Warriors and Cavs? Oh, man, yeah, probably. I mean, this is why I don't bet. But yeah, probably. It, it stinks. It's annoying. But hey, maybe I'm asking basketball people, and I have: Is there any way the Golden State team doesn't work? Like they're just good and not great? Is that possible? Probably not because Durant's not selfish and he's yeah, kind of been tired of carrying the load. You know what I mean? And now he's going to have help. Jerry West sold them on the perfect thing. You won't have the contested shots. You'll be more efficient. You could score close to 27 with less shots, and the, the game will be fun and easier. So it's going to be hard for this team not to be great. Maybe not 73 because, remember, even the Heat had to work it out their first year and they got to the finals and lost to the Mavs. And so the way that, you know, this might be the only year you could beat the Warriors, right, is this season. I have, I have a random but, question that I've been throwing at some friends. Do you think that uh, Steph Curry loves having the ball in his hands? He loves shooting a lot. I'm not saying he's a selfish guy. He's not. But do you think he might be like, man, I miss playing? Because here's the thing. This is the thing I don't understand, is that the Golden State Warriors didn't need Kevin Durant. They're a 73-win nope. team. So I wonder, even if Durant is dominating, if Steph Curry is like, man, I miss playing when it was kind of like just Clay and I getting up most of the buckets of Draymond popping out. I wonder if Steph would ever think that. And I know it's kind of far-fetched, but what do you think about that thought? You know, I think it's the AAU mentality. I think it's like, hey, the more the merrier. If we get guys, and as long as their games are relatively complementary, let's just put up pinball numbers. You know, let's just go out there and offensively have fun. You know, they, this team also plays defense, so that's something that they get an, they get eight rebounds a game out of Kevin Durant, so that's, that's actually going to be really good. But I think they're just going to go out and have fun. They're going to have, you know, three-point shooting contests in practice. They're going to see who can break <laughs> each other's record for threes, and they're just going to go out and have fun. But I, your point's well taken. The Golden State Warriors didn't need him. He needs uh, them for a championship, but they didn't need him. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it's a weird situation. I really didn't think he was going to go to Gold State. Although over the last week, I had a weird feeling about it, but based upon no conversations that I had, just like a weird feeling. Like, wait, this guy really going to go there? It just bizarre me because he lost to them in seven games in the conference finals. It's just You're totally and, 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 he was, and he was part of the reason why they lost. Let's it's keep just, it real. It's just strange to me. It just it's a strange move. That's all I can say. And it was great. We appreciate your time. Have a fantastic summer, and we will talk to you in the fall, probably in October or early November. Have a good one, yeah, buddy. keep up the no great problem, work, guys. Always a, always a pleasure being out with you guys. A lot of fun. All right. Take yeah, care, Ed. Later. That was awesome. Anthony Donahue breaking it down, free agency and the Knicks, like he always does, friends of the show. Ray, real quick, we'll get into the baseball because they announced all the all-star starters uh, Monday we'll really preview it. Friday we'll talk about who made it and everything. What happens between Portugal and Wales and then Germany, France, and the Euro semifinals, right? Oof. France is the home country, so they're the favorite. But you know what? Never bet against the Germans. So I'm going to say Germany, uh-huh. Portugal in the finals. The finals are on Sunday. <sighs> Got to say Germany again. Portugal hasn't led in regulation, so they've needed overtime uh-huh. to, to win – so I, I like the Germans to take it home. I agree with you, 
but I'm going to take Portugal over Germany in the final. I think Wales really? showed a lot of heart. I think France, you know, was dominant over Iceland, who was just, you know, the Viking chant, had everybody going. Iceland was uh, the hero, you know, the, the underdog heroes. But I think Portugal is going to upset Germany maybe 3-2. Uh, but we'll be able to talk about the final probably on Friday's show, and we'll see what happens. Tennis, could we see Venus and Serena in the championship at Wimbledon, Ray? I don't know, but Serena <laughs> woke up. The semis. Venus woke up, so yeah, why not? That would be exciting. Yeah, and Djokovic Didn't loses to an American. Uh, and who thought that was coming? You know you and I didn't, the Joker. So now who do you think pulls off for the men, Wimbledon? Federer is still in it, but I think it's Andy yeah. Murray. I think ultimately the hometown, Scott. It's his, yeah. He'll win his second Wimbledon. I would definitely have to agree with that. Look, it's going to be fun. It's a great sport. Oh, and watch the Wimbledon. I forgot to tell you this, man, but watch the Wimbledon commercials, and you will see my niece, Sydney Falconer, for the United Negro College Fund. They've been, ESPN's been airing her commercials. Procter & Gamble loves her and might even want to send her to, to grad school. So that's just that's a blessing, man. It's just awesome. So check out the, the United Negro College Fund commercials. That's Tay's niece, yo. That's, that, that's good stuff right there. You got to yeah. love that. You know, so, look, it's going to be a great sports week. The Indians finally lost, you know, 14 in a row. But, the, you know, they're getting back on it and, and, and starting maybe a new streak. The Mets took care of the Cubs, but, you know, the, we'll see what happens there. And um, eventually – Things will slow down, and we'll really be giving you some baseball talk before we get to the Olympics. So have a great sports week. It was an awesome show. Thanks for Anthony Donahue joining us. And uh, like always, it's uh, just great talking sports with friends. Have a great sports week. We're out. Peace.